If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. You might have seen this story in the news over the last 24 to 48 hours, a very significant story from the Matter and St. Vincent's Hospitals in Dublin about a man called Martin Malinowski. Martin Malinowski is the first person in this country who received a combined heart and liver transplant. This is serious medical technology stuff. This is huge breakthrough on the uh, transplant side of things. A combined heart and liver. It's an enormous surgery. And we've got incredibly skilled and talented people in this country doing that kind of work. And Martin Malinowski was the first man to receive both a heart and liver in one single transplant operation. It's an enormous step forward. It was welcomed in particular by the Irish Kidney Association at the start of and it was most uh, fortunate coincidence that it came at the start of Organ Donor Awareness Week because Martin's life has been saved and would be made immensely better because of somebody's donation of their organs. Colin White joins me. He's National Advocacy and Projects Manager of the Irish Kidney Association. Colin, good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. An enormous story there, the story of Mr. Malinowski. We really have come forward in our transplant skills in Ireland. It's very exciting, uh, to be honest, because um, any developments in the field of organ donation and transplantation kind of give that added hope to all those individuals and their families who are out there waiting. And by Martin uh, being willing to share his story, I think he he shines a light on the fact that organ donation and transplantation is not about statistics, it's about people. Mm. And it's about transforming the lives of people. And each of your listeners has it within them the capacity to potentially transform other lives by simply having the organ donation conversation, sharing their wishes with their family. And um, in the event of them being a potential donor, it just makes the decision on their family that little bit easier and it can lead to transformations in lives such as Martin's. Yeah. In 2021, for example, 206 lives were transformed by transplant 190 in 2020. And just before I go on to the share your wishes conversation, um, 
That was down on the five-year average. Has there been a COVID effect, as it were, on transplants? There has very much. Um, we, we, we can't escape that um, because to be a potential donor, generally you have to be in an intensive care unit on a life support machine when they declare your brainstem dead. Yes. And um, so as a consequence, a potential donor is going to take up a, an ICU bed for, for a short amount of time, like the window of opportunity is still very short. Um, so the um, COVID effect on our ICUs uh, definitely had a, an, an impact on uh, organ donation and just the general pressure that the, uh, the hospitals were under. But it was transplanting oh. hospitals, but we would obviously know Beaumont in particular because they do um, the kidney transplants yeah. there. Um, the innovation and the determination of the staff to to make the difference to to not sort of fall back on oh COVID we can't mm. it's it's uh, oh COVID we've got to come up with a plan B yeah and um, I've had the good fortune to meet uh, a number of people who got their transplants during COVID including a, a close relative of my own mm-hmm. and um, they're so appreciative that sure. like also the the families who said yes to organ donation they said it during a particularly difficult time. It's always difficult to lose a loved one, but during COVID, it was that much harder. And um, those families who said, yes, we we want to make a difference. Um, I think from our launch on Tuesday that we had for Organ Donor Awareness Week, the message coming loud and clear from the recipients who spoke there was, thank you so much to those families out there Mm -hmm. who have the conversation, who share their wishes, and follow through and make the difference. On the subject of share your wishes, and I've said it here on this program many, many times, with me, it's a a no-brainer. If I'm no longer here in the morning, if it works, my my view has been for many years, Colin, if it's still working and someone can use it, take it. I'm done with it. That's that's been my personal stance. And I have the door information on my driver's license and stuff like that. But Something that I find strange is that I am that willing to give anything belong to me that works on the occasion of my death. But a family member or next of kin can walk into the room and stop that from happening. That's not right. It's certainly a, it's it's a subject uh, for debate not only here but internationally. There's there's different ways of um, looking at organ donation and um, like whether first person authorization uh, should kind of uh, overrule uh, all other considerations. Yeah. But I, I I think if you if you look at the reality of kind of the the process, if you like, when you've got a patient in hospital. Um, in the ICU and um, there's uh, hopefully on kind of 99.9% of the cases there are family on hand to, yeah. to, to, to be with them and the hope is always that uh, their lives are going to be saved and organ donation is only really considered when that fight is lost. Of course. It's not, course. they don't kind of preempt it or anything and um, it's if you're in that situation, the family and, and, and their wishes and their emotions 
uh, also kind of they kind of have to be factored into the um, into the equation. Like we 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 can speak in abstract terms mm. ab- 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 about how maybe the process should work. But I think we also have to look at the emotion of the situation, sure. and sure. Um, but you kind of want to acknowledge the uh, the role of the people who are there. Yeah. And what we're saying with the Share Your Wishes campaign is um, have the conversation. Use Organ Donor Awareness Week as the prompt yes. for the conversation. So, like, talk to your family later mm-hmm. today and say, "Oh, I heard a piece on 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 Cork ninety six FM uh, today about organ donation and." Yeah, I'm thinking about it, and I think it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's not a difficult conversation to have in that context. There's no kind of major emotional ties to it. There's no kind of potential loss of life or anything like that. And then should you be in the position to be a potential organ donor, the family can reflect on that conversation, and you're giving them something at a time of, of great loss, a sense of real powerlessness, yeah. That they just lost lost a loved one, and gosh, if only there was something we could do. Yeah, and there that opportunity then to do that uh, final wish to sort of say yes, we had that conversation. He said he wanted to be an organ donor. Please go ahead. Please go ahead, and that's where the share your wishes hashtag comes. You want people mm. to sit down and talk to those around them and said, you know what? If anything ever happened to me. D- yeah, do and someone and I and I can offer someone else an opportunity. Go for it. Don't even have a discussion. Go for it. Well, I I, I remember one particular uh, poignant but very uplifting story where there was uh, a, a young man passed away. Uh, unfortunately, it was a brain hemorrhage, and at his funeral, his brother stood up and said, "Like we only have one funeral, not five, because my brother said yes to organ donation." Yeah. And um, I thought, what a powerful thing to be able to say at a time of great grief. And um, like, and any transplant recipient, like they're 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 just in awe of the process. Like it's the time when you get your call for transplant. It's 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 a, it's a time of great emotion. There's the excitement and anticipation of what a transplant could bring, but there's also the thoughts for the donor family that. Sure. Somewhere in the country at that same time, there's there's a family who are having to say goodbye. Sure. And um, like I, part, part of my role with the Kidney Association is I run our sports program and we go to events like the World Transplant Games. Uh, and I have to say, we have some very successful people from Cork on our team. So I heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but quite often, like at a medal ceremony, you'll see um, somebody on the podium and they'll just give that little nod upstairs and there'll be that kind of acknowledgement that we did this together. This was me and my donor yeah. uh, are the reason we're, 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 we're here together. And I think people who have said yes to organ donation should really take solace in the the gift of life and it's the gift that keeps on giving it's it's the the beauty of a sunrise it's the uh, the birth of a child like there's more and more now we're seeing uh, young people who who need transplants going on to have children post transplant magnificent and so, someone on the wonderful. phone here colin says is there an upper age limit for being a donor 
There's not a strict, strict age limit. Um, if, if I was to use an analogy, it would be um, it's not the miles in the clock, it's how the car was driven. <laughs> um, and like if you think um, like somebody in their 70s needs a transplant, well, if you've got, if you can age match a, a, a potential donor to them, it's, it might make a lot of sense. Mm. that um, kind of a, a donor coming from a 70-year-old or whatever. And equally, uh, and it's it's a, a very tough one to look at, is that we do have very small children and, and infants who need transplants. Mm. And the whole issue of size matching then comes into play. Yes. Because like, I'm, I'm, I'm six foot tall and reasonably big, big guy. Um, my heart or lungs or whatever are not going to fit into an infant. Uh, as as a potential donor, so you've like th- there's the potential for organ donation under the age of eighteen, but the organ donor card is not a legal document. It's it's kind of the icebreaker for the conversation. That uh, that's why it has a space for the next of kin to sign or the um, digital organ donor card. As I'm the so glad to, you got to, to that share point. with family. I'm so glad you got to that point because I've heard that before. It's not a a legal document, it's just something that you carry. Now, and, mm. and we want people, or you want people this week to have the conversation say, look, I would like to be a donor if it ever happens. I would like to be an organ donor and you can go about getting yep. that card. I'll go through the ways in which you can do. Colin, thank you. On Monday, we'll be talking to a kidney transplant recipient about how it actually feels to to, to get that new lease of life. That's Colin Weiss, National Advocacy Manager at the Irish Kidney Association. Corks 96 FM.